Hello, and welcome to a Mo Story. My name is Joe Enos, and this is a weekly podcast where I cover different topics and provide you with stories from my own life. I'm a gay man, a Portuguese immigrant from the Azores Islands, a brother of seven siblings, a healthcare worker, a Seattle resident, and sometimes just a guy with a microphone ranting. Thank you for listening to a Mo Story. This week is episode number 10. We made it! Episode number 10! Everyone get excited! Yay! 10 episodes so far. Episode 10 is going to be called Joe. The musical. Well, musically, we'll call it. And you'll see why. Not musical, musically. Because I'm musically talented. You might notice a theme. I want to talk about something that I missed last week due to my own excitement and nerves about my story that I had to talk about for the first time. Episode number eight. And pay homage to someone who passed that was very instrumental and very influential in my life as a child. I know you are, but what am I? I That's right. Poor Pee-wee died. I know. You're probably as sad as I am. I recently watched the Netflix show that he had where he said my name a million times. And I even saw an article that showed him and his Joe, which just kind of melted my heart a little bit when I had heard he had passed. Uh, rest in peace, Pee-wee. I will tell you that as a child, every Saturday morning, I rose with excitement to the point that my mother in Portuguese would say, Hoje, Eduardo, o Pee-wee está no TV. Não queres ver o Pee-wee? Acorda-te, agora o Pee-wee está. Which in English means, are you not going to wake up and watch Pee-wee? He's on. And my brother and I would go watch Pee-wee for the hour, barely awake, because for some reason it came on really early in California. But every Saturday we would always try to watch our Pee-wee. My brother had a pet goat, and my parents even helped him name it, and it was named Pee-wee. That's how much we loved him. My dad also loved Pee-wee because he didn't speak English, and most of the programs that were on, oftentimes he needed lots of visuals and kind of goofy-natured things to understand what was happening. And his favorite thing was Pee-wee's Big Top, where the pig goes between the lady's legs and says, Excuse me, ma'am. And he would rewind that over and over and laugh all the time. It was the funniest damn thing, but we just loved watching him laugh at Pee-wee and the pig going between the lady's legs. And my dad would say, I kill spool, which means that's stupid. And I know what some of you are thinking. As Pee-wee got a little bit older, he may have had some elusive type of behaviors. But you know what? He was still one of my favorites growing up on television. And sometimes people just need to get off a little bit in a bookstore in the middle of nowhere, Florida. Okay, it happens. Don't you bitches sit there and try to tell me you haven't done anything that could have been illegal if somebody had caught you. Uh Uh-huh. I know who you are that's listening. You're not a saint. And I like you that way. But here's an f- interesting fact that I learned about Pee-wee. Do you know who his roommate was when he first started? David Hasselhoff. Doesn't that seem interesting to you? I don't know why. That fact seems so interesting to me. I think it's goofy, but at the same time, I guess I could see how that would work. I mean, Kit the car could have definitely been in a Pee-wee's Playhouse scene. And the genie kind of looks like David Hasselhoff if you think about it. Watch the show again. I'm not kidding. The genie's name was Jombie. Mecha-lecka-hi, mecha ho 
Mega like a high, mega chiny ho. Mega like a high, mega chony ho. Still to this day, when I make a wish, I have to do my genie voice. And I do want to say, though, Pee-wee, thank you. You provided me with lots of funny little voices to try to emulate um, and a lot of entertainment as a child. And you allowed those who were goofy and weird to be goofy and weird. You yourself were a goofy and weird character. And I hope that you find a place in the afterlife that fulfills all of your imagination. One last Pee-wee fact. I read today that the Alamo paid homage to Pee-wee because they said since 1985, people have come to the Alamo asking if there's a basement. And while they say there's no basement at the Alamo, they did put one in at the gift shop next door. One more quick fact. No, I said that was the last one. But if you watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the bikers, look at one of the bikers. It's actually Elvira. They were very good friends. She's not in black wig, but she has blonde hair. But if you look at the face, it's Elvira. All right, let's switch gears. Enough about Pee-wee. So many of you may or may not know that I'm a royal fucker. I totally love the royal family. I go to their website. I read articles about them. Right before the queen died in March, she started to get sick and reduce her schedule. And so I thought, it's coming soon. I bought all of the notes that she was on from every country, and I have them framed in my art wall in my living room. But there's one, well, there's more than one, that I can't stand, and that's Meghan Markle. Oh my God, that woman drives me crazy. She's so collaborated, and she's such a crybaby about nothing, and her and him need to actually do some work. I agree with Chris Rock. How did you not know anything about them? They invented fucking racism. It's called colonialism. Have you never heard of the East Indian Company? Damn, you're stupid. You went to Northwestern. You should have a better brain than that. And then today, a story came out that the yacht that Diana and Dodi Afayed went on a trip with sank. Isn't that strange? I think you should probably stay away from anything that has those two's names on it. I don't know. Like tunnels, Mercedes, yachts. I'd stay away from it. Don't even look at the picture of the two of them at Harrods. It might be a freaking trap. And you too might find bad luck. You might be stuck with a Meghan Markle. Which, she's such a feminist and such an outstanding citizen that I saw this recent story about her doing 90210 and in the scene, she's actually pretending to give a guy a blowjob in the car while his girlfriend walks up to the car. And yet she talks about how deal or no deal was so sexist and she didn't appreciate how they treated her. But yet she would do a scene where she's pretending to give someone a blowjob in a car. Wow, that's amazing. I think you might be what we call an opportunist and a fabricator storyteller. Yes. And maybe you should do less than an hour a month on your charity like you did according to your tax records. And then pay to win a humanitarian award. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. And I know. Somebody's listening to this who's going to disagree with me and have a fit. Don't cancel. Relax. I just can't stand her. And the lies that she didn't know who they were. They're fucking constitutional monarchs. Hello? Are you that stupid? And the fact that I feel she knew exactly what she was doing. How could you not marry into that fucking family and then pretend like everything is a surprise and they don't let me do this and they took my passport and I wanted to kill myself and blah, 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 blah. You fucking don't do anything but take pictures and walk around and have people look at you and be excited to see you. Relax. Your fucking life is pretty good. You're caught in a trap. You can't get out. It's called the royal family, baby.
Why can't you see? They invented the Eastern Indian Company. They are the OGs of slavery, baby. We all are on to you and have suspicious minds. Your story keeps changing and that's why you drive me crazy. Enough, Megan. Now, another thing that drives me crazy. Have you ever bought something UPS and then right before it's about to come, you notice that it's been transferred to the post office? Yeah, UPS is now transferring their packages to the post office so they can save money in their shipping. What the fuck? I didn't pay for post office. I paid for UPS, you son of a bitches. Yeah, that's right. The UPS is now using the postal system because it's cheaper than them actually shipping it themselves. Does Congress know about this? I want to review. They review everything. They're reviewing the fucking Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light controversy. They're reviewing the fucking UPS putting their packages at the post office instead of shipping them like they're supposed to. And then you get two tracking numbers, sons of bitches. And look, I love my local postal courier, but he sometimes is not good with the numbers. And what I mean by that is addresses, you know, kind of one of the staples of your performance at your job. And I did have to tell him once that when the flag is up, that means there's mail to go out. He was a little confused by that. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, he was from the United States. I mean, I think even the ponies and Pony Express knew what the red flag meant. Fucking Helen Keller knew what it meant. And this year's Nobel Prize for having to state the obvious goes to Joe the Mo for work on teaching the postman what the red flag stands for. Oh wow, this award is so unexpected. I wasn't prepared. I put together a little speech I'd like to read. I'd like to thank elementary school for teaching me that the red flag means letters need to go out. For noticing the obvious around the world, like the red flag means that letters need to go out. For people who fail the postal test and don't know that the red flag means letters need to go out. Without your contributions, this could have never happened. Thank you. Take your bow, applause, applause, applause. So I'm praying my rosary tonight that my package will be here tomorrow as the UPS stated that it would be after they transferred it to the post office. I gave some letters to the postman who didn't know what the red flag was. I even wrote upon him, return to sender, wrong address, no such person. You must have failed your postal test, but early next morning, more letters not for me. You must be a postal test failure or cannot read. It's Postal 101 at snail speed. You may have guessed that I'm very animated and very opinionated by now. Have you recently seen a celebrity that you're just like, hmm, something's not right about that person. And you're not sure, but you just can't stand them and you don't really like them for some reason? I do. It's Priscilla Presley, that bitch. Aha, Eureka. Now it's making sense. Elvis songs, Priscilla Presley. Ooh, you're a sharp one. I like you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Your daughter dies and you go and sue your granddaughter for $600,000 in legal fees and a million dollars in payment because you believe that the will has been modified and that it's not her true signature? It's your granddaughter. She's also grieving from your daughter's death. Are you that heartless and money hungry that you need to sue your own granddaughter? I mean, come on. It's bad enough that you're a Scientologist and blowing L. Ron Hubbard's people and trying to pay your way by getting counseling into heaven with fucking Tom Cruise. I hope people in Hollywood spit on you when they see you, you fucking bitch. I think you're what Elvis wrote about. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. And Jacqueline Kennedy did the pill hat better than you, so there. 
and I'm guessing, given your age, you probably haven't been a redhead since the first Roosevelt administration. Grow up. Be a grandma. Stop trying to be a Hollywood nobody. You will always still be known for the 14-year-old that Elvis ejaculated in after he stole slave songs. Congratulations. Here's something you may have heard before. Wise men say only fools love you, but I can't help hating that red hair you do. Shall I say you're a Scientology has-been who sued their granddaughter for money and now you look like a money grubber. Like when your roots show, you should dye your brain. Go away. You're as old as they say. Damn Priscilla. If Elvis haven't shit himself to death, he'd put you in the jungle room for all of eternity. Okay, so what else haven't I talked about today? Let's see. We've covered poor Pee-wee dying. Meghan Markle, that stupid bitch. The UPS and their stupid-ass dumb idea to let the postman deliver my damn package. And fucking Priscilla Presley, the woman who sued her granddaughter for money. Oh, and wait! All my amazing Elvis contribution songs. You're welcome. I mean, aside from my job of being super tall and amazing, I have been known to ruin a song and sing out of key. I mean, daily I get calls from record labels and I have to turn them down. But, you know, this year I think I'll be on American Idol. So you can say you knew me when. And if you're from the Elvis people, stop sending those letters with cease and desist. You can't censor my talent. A mo must go on. A mo has left the building. And this week I heard a story from the best source of all journalism, okay? You must understand, People Magazine. Yes, the Pulitzer Prize winning People Magazine who has a crossword puzzle on the back of it that says, blink with the wind is what? And if you can't solve that, you and I cannot be friends, kids. But I digress. So People Magazine reported there was a woman recently on a plane that told another passenger that this man on the plane, she thought they could marry. And what? They're engaged now. Oh my God. Why is it when fucking straight people meet somebody on a plane and they get engaged, it's a big fucking deal? But yet when gays meet somebody at a bathhouse, everybody goes, ew, gross, that's disgusting. It's the same fucking type of place, people. It's a random place where you meet somebody. Forget the geography. I don't care if you meet at the Manson trial and you're both sketch artists. When you meet somebody and you get engaged, everybody should be happy. Who cares where the fuck it's at? And why People Magazine thinks it's a big deal that some random heifer met some guy on a plane and wants to do an article about it? Please. No wonder your magazine's gone down to like 99 cents. Yesterday, I was like walking my cat and I saw this other guy and he had like a cat or a dog or maybe a donkey. I can't remember because like I had my new Prada sunglasses on and they were reflecting because they're not really worn outside, you know, but I did. And I just thought, oh my God, I could totally see him like delivering my mail or something. And I'd put the flag up and maybe he'd come by and we'd get married. Yeah, I should call People Magazine. It's amazing. This week on People Magazine, random woman meets man in Prada sunglasses while walking her cat. And they're engaged. She was quoted as saying, he said to her, wow, you're so amazing. I could punch your pussy all the time. She said, oh, that's the sweetest thing anyone ever said to me. Would you like to get married? And they were married at the Jungle Room at Elvis's house in Memphis. And in attendance was Meghan Markle, Priscilla Presley suing them for using the house. 
and a yacht that sank in the backyard swimming that Dodi Al-Fayed and Princess Diana did cocaine on. And a Pee-wee's Big Adventure playing on the big screen the whole time as they did their nuptials. Amen. I even heard that the website was created by Lori Smith. Super basic and amazing. You see, the world does come full circle. All idiots do meet eventually at one place. Wow. I'm selling the rights to Disney. That's right. It's going to be the next Disney princess movie. And I think this will be the final annoying, stupid-ass fucking thing that I saw today. And that is Madonna. Yes, everyone loves to hate her. Me too. I had tickets to go see Madonna with two other friends, which I bought back in January here in Seattle. First time in like 34 years she was going to actually perform here. And guess what? Madonna got sick and needed Narcan at home. Hmm, I wonder what happened there. In Pee-wee's words. <laughs> but no, did Madonna go away and get healthy and stay out of the media? Fuck no. The bitch is out with her stupid fucking boxer boyfriend who's some Brazilian guy. And you know the only reason why she's dating him is because he's got a big ass dick. He's like 20 something years old. And for that, I don't blame you. But really, of all the people, he's not really that attractive. Stop fucking posting on Instagram your new extensions, your new sleek puffed out face, and fucking reschedule the concert, you stupid bitch. There's fags here in America waiting, okay? I can't get my other two fags on board unless you fucking reschedule the concert. It's been over 30 days since your fucking ass canceled. You got time to go suck dick in Brazil with some boxer? You got time to get extensions? You got time to reschedule that fucking concert. Need me to put a flag up to remind you? Call Priscilla Presley. She knows how to make money. Or Meghan Markle to come up with a stupid excuse. Oh my God, I'm so insensitive. She's mourning Pee-wee's loss. That's it. That's why she hasn't rescheduled. Man. Today on Access Hollywood, Madonna explains why she hasn't rescheduled her concert due to the fact that she's been sucking some Brazilian dick and mourning the loss of Pee-wee. Fags across America are all upset, as we've heard from one, Joe the Mo from, from a Moe's Story, the world-renowned podcast. Well, I may have embellished that fact a little bit, but go with it. As he's pissed off and waiting for a reschedule. I'm Madonna, bitch. I don't have to reschedule anything. I've been, like, blowing this Brazilian and taking it deep in the ass. That's why my face got so puffy. And then like, so he wouldn't see how old my ass was. I went and got extensions. I don't know. I'm supposed to be rescheduling my concert, but like I had my Prada sunglasses on so I couldn't see from the reflection. But the Narcan helped. And before I was a Kennedy for like 10 minutes before John John fell out of the sky with Carolyn. And I'm mourning Pee Wee's loss. You know, a lot of people call me a playhouse. Reschedule the fucking concert. God damn it. After you make $1.2 billion from your fucking concert, you can go back to blowing the creepy Brazilian guy with a giant dick who fucks you up the ass and makes your face puffy. All right? Reschedule. And before we conclude episode 10, I want to talk about two new amazing artists that are gay that I want you to start following and listen to. You're Pretty. One of their songs is called Fill Me Up. Take a listen. Dixon Dallas. Take a listen to him. Summertime in a blue sky. Your hand in my hand. Cold 
Good, right? I know it's a little sexual natured, but I just love it. Could you imagine people my age if you would have had something like this when you were a kid? It's amazing. I want you to support them both. Go on Spotify or Apple and like and follow them both. Please, please, please. And if you follow me on Instagram, you may know I bought a convertible BMW and I do need to pay for it. So look for it in a city near you because I'll be doing services in the back to help pay for it. Just kidding. Maybe I didn't treat you quite as good as I should. Maybe I didn't love you quite as often as I could. Little things I should have said and done. I just never took the time till I started this podcast. This is a Mo story. I hope you have a good week. Please remember to tell your friends, subscribe, reply, and rate it, as well as leave a comment. Have a good week, everyone. You were always on my mind. You were always on my mind. Maybe I didn't hold you all those lonely, lonely nights. And I guess I never told you. I'm so glad that you are mine. A most story follower, that is. If you'd like to make me not feel second best, please follow, subscribe, tell your friends, leave a message, and, and rate. You won't be sorry, you'll be kind. Because you are always on my mind. Amen. My last tribute to Elvis, as of August 16th, 1977, was his death date. I hope you and Lisa Marie are in a jungle room somewhere doing lines of coke together.